Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Hey, God bless. I want to talk to you today about the God of belly. The Apostle Paul used the term, they worship the God of belly, B-E-L-L-Y. I'm going to do something different today. I'm going to see if I chime in. One of my spiritual sons, all the way from California, Apostle Jason Welsh. I'll just interject and we'll just kind of feed off of each other and then okay. uh, and lead it to you know, that the Holy, of uh, uh, how we hear from the Holy Spirit as opposed to what we think is the Holy Spirit. Okay, okay, okay. So jump in, jump in. Okay. And, and so, hold nothing back, just give it to okay. me. So basically it all comes and stems from, you know, the Lord having a conversation with me and he said, I want to talk to you about the demon of relativity. Okay, relativity is the enemy's ability to reduce our measurement for appetite. So in other words, relativity means your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. So we see a diluting of the kingdom of God principles being blended with the principles of the world. So what's happening is we have a new generation of emerging believers and believers that have always sat in the church that are not a part of the church. They're not hearing the word of the Lord. They're not hearing the Holy Spirit because they're under the sway or the influence of a seducing spirit. Now, the Lord told me when he said the demon of relativity, relativity means there's no absolute. So if you can remove the measuring stick, then how do you find God? God gave us a measuring stick where Paul said, we have been those examples, follow our example, or it, let us be imitators of God or be imitators of us as we are imitators of God. So right. there must be an example. Now, watch this. We can teach all day, but until an example comes, we don't have an image. So if we don't have an image, we cannot have a place to have a likeness. So in other words, the devil distorts the frame to remove the ways. If he can remove the ways, he can capture the culture of the people. Now, like I was sharing with you earlier, there is a spirit upon this culture. Jesus never taught church culture that. He never taught church culture. He taught the kingdom. He did the gospel of the kingdom. Now we have the culture of the church 
which the culture of the church is moved by the religious spirit. The, co the culture of the kingdom is do whatever it takes to give God whatever he wants. So process, the term process in the kingdom means, uh, it means giving your whole life. Process in the church means becoming a slave to the customs of the church. Right. So there's a different system, a different language. So what we were talking about earlier is the God of the belly. So it's the God of experience. You mentioned that the God of desire, the God of appetite. Eve, Eve died because she broke her fast in the garden. The devil went after her gut. The devil went after her gut because she was in a position until she broke her fast. God said, don't eat of the tree of knowledge and good and evil. So she broke her fast. So what's happening today is God, the, the enemy is getting people to change their appetites. Let me give you another scripture. The Bible says there that the Holy Spirit said that many will depart giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. One of those uh, expressions of this departing comes from where it says they abstain from meats. They abstain from Okay, listen, listen. There are certain things, watch this, they abstain from meats. But watch this. Paul goes and he says, at a certain age, you're drinking milk. At a certain age, you're receiving so then there are many things that God is expressing to us. We cannot, we cannot digest these meats because the measurements have been moved and the spirit of relativity has come in. That's why Jesus rebukes the church. And he says, because the measurements are gone in Laodicean, he said, you now are a people who think you're rich, wealthy, and you got it all together. I'm paraphrasing. He said, but you're broke, you're naked, you're poor, and you're blind. It's because the measurements are gone. The measurements are gone, causing the temperatures to come together and collide, releasing what I call lukewarm, what, what he calls lukewarm, which is mixture, which comes from the religion of Babylon. Now, here's, here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say. Some people have allowed certain liberties to cancel out their obligation to carry their cross. Mm. And it's because of the demon of relativity. It's because of the demon of relativity. Now, let's get into this. The God of their belly is a God of experience. So what happens is when you're preaching the word of God, dad, and we're preaching the word, people are saying they're measuring based on their gut. They're measuring based on their experience. So the Lord told me, he said, some of the hardest people that are going to be to develop are those who found God before they found you. The Lord told me, he said, some of the hardest people to develop because when they built a God of their gut outside of the word of God, see, that's why the Holy Spirit, two things God gave to the church. He gave the spirit of promise, which is Pentecost. Then he gave the spirit of development, which is fivefold. You can have the spirit of Pentecost and never be developed. That means another spirit, all it has to do to control you is come in with the same tone. Seducing spirits come in with the same tone of the heavy, of the Holy Spirit. Mm. They don't they don't seduce you with a rough voice. They don't seduce you with a yelling and scream. They don't seduce you being mean and rough. They come in and they soothe your sensual areas. The Bible says in James, there is a wisdom that is sensual and fleshly and demonic. God begins to release that we have been under this facade of teachers where there are different teachers, just like there are teachers of the soil, there are teachers of the seed, and there are teachers of the fruit. But there are also teachers of the spirit, teachers of the soul, and teachers of the flesh. 
based on where you are, if you have the God of your belly, then you only want teachers. Watch this. When you have a God of your belly, it affects your hearing. So now you got an itching ear because you got a God. Your belly is your God. <laughs> so now you start heaping up your teachers to begin to educate because it goes in your ear and down to your gut. We know that the Bible says that whatever you hear, you do. You can see faith until you hear. So the devil is after your ear. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And there is a voice of another dad. Now watch this. Right. What is, how does all of this tie into the God of our belly? This all ties in that because the church has to, has to discern and back away from the things that focus more on the experiences that we have that deny the word of God. So many people are enamored with uh, that with with all of these dreams that reflect Christ in a different light. They they give us a different gospel. They give us a different spirit. And so when someone speaks the word, as a spiritual being, we should be able to receive that which is spiritual. Right. But what happens is we renounce that which is spiritual. Because we have a different measurement. Right. The devil is coming in. The Bible says unjust weights and scales are abomination to the Lord. So mm -hmm. he's switching the scales. Jesus flipped the tables because they were switching the scales. They were selling bad meat at a high price. They were selling defective animals. They had a bad scale. The devil says, because the measure you meet, the kingdom of God is based on measurement. So the measure that you meet, Papa, is the measure that is measured back to you. So what's happening is the devil is cheating us out of our inheritance because we have bad measurements. Mm, come on. So the God of our belly. Now, Paul talked about this. He weeped and he sought the Lord and he saw this thing going on. And watch this. This is the frustration of the apostolic. Mm. This is the frustration of Jesus when he was on the mount. He right. weeped over the church and he said, you guys should know already that the revelation has been flowing. The signs and wonders have been flowing. Look at our, look at our, look at the paradigm now. We've, we're full of revelation. We're full of signs and wonders, but people are still departing. Wow. And saying that God is telling them to do this, but it's the God of their gut. It's the God of their encounter. It's the God of their experience. Listen, Moses did not preach the burning bush because it wasn't strong enough to be stitched as a word that would rule the kingdom. Mm. Jesus said, Rokatalamande. Mm. That's why, what's this? That's why we can prophesy, which is the child of prophecy. Prophecy is established forever. Prophesying is birthed from prophecy. But if prophecy is contaminated by a familiar spirit, it will never be strong enough to outdo prophecy. Mm. Ooh, mm. So, man, I can get into that, Dad. I can get into that. Going. Keep going. But what's happening is God is revealing the seduction of the spirit that has been telling people, you need to leave that developing platform. You need to leave that ministry or you need to leave that church. You need to get away from those people. And what's happening is it's causing individuals to have a mass exodus when they should be actually positioning and posturing themselves to receive the dispensation of an inheritance. Or rather, it's causing solid believers 
to do mass exodus when they should be part of a mass execution. Oh. Did you catch what I just said? Ooh, come on, Pop. God is trying to lead them to the cross and to remain planted and to die to the flesh and to die to their self-desires and to die for their sinful passions by using a person that God has placed in their life or an accountability team or a covering or whatever the case may be. Um, but instead, the voice that they hear is the voice of their own belly, their own desire, their own experience. So these are the type of individuals who keep saying, oh, the Holy Spirit told me this. Oh, the Holy Spirit told me that. The Holy Spirit told me this. Holy Spirit told me that. And there's never been a filter of, you know what? Um, the Holy Spirit told me this, but my pastor also told me that. And my man of God told me this. Uh, there's, it, it's only, ba they, they're basically hearing the voice of their own passions and desires. Um, and, and instead of allowing themselves to go all the way to the place of crucifixion, um, they end up becoming enemies of the cross or the enemies of carrying their cross because no one wants to go to the place of execution. And that is why the, that very same verse that you're reading from actually says that. It says, whose God is their belly and because they are now, what is it? What does the verse say? Because it includes what they've become as a result of listening it to says, the God of their belly. It says, now, it says, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, who glory in their shame, who mind earthly things. Mm -hmm. And we know what that says in Romans. Romans says, those that mind the things of the earth are those that are carnally minded. Mm -hmm. We know that things of the spirit, the higher you go, must be spiritually discerned. But watch right. this. They can't carry a cross. The cross is hard to bear when we are not spiritual. Mm. When we are not spiritual. What's really happening is it's a breeding ground. So the God of their belly, belly represents carnality, sarks, flesh. It represents staying in a position of, you know, I want the world. I want, right. and the Bible says to want the world to be an enemy of God. I think the key is, is in this. The rankings of the Antichrist spirit, the rankings, there's ranks right. in every spirit. And okay. a part of an Antichrist spirit is a seducing spirit. It's a voice. Right. In a relationship, communication is the vital vein of relationship. So right. what happens is our prayer communication, our worship communication, God sends blessings communication, our language, the church is moved through the spirit of communication. Right. God desire to communicate something to the earth and something from the earth the heavens declare the glory they're communicating back to god so it's right. all this circle of communication well if it's an antichrist spirit the anti is against or instead of and christ is anointing the right. anointing leads us to the cross because jesus said this lady has anointed me for my burial number one <laughs> jesus this was jesus's third anointing his first one was, was his birth. His second one was his beginning of his ministry. And his third one was his death. Now watch this. There's only three stages of the anointing. And then you enter into the glory because he was not resurrected with oil. Catch that revelation. He was <laughs> resurrected with glory, life, essence, power, nature. Now, so come on, I'm going to phase him out, dad. I'm going to phase him out. So we don't take the anointing. The anointing is not the end goal. But watch this. 
Right. We go into the glory, the resurrected life. The Bible says when we die, his life is manifested. When we die, the oil has worked. It's done its job. It has called it. So we are anointed to carry a fragrance to die. Now watch this. Now watch this. So if, if it's an antichrist spirit, it's a seducing spirit, it's another voice. It has to destroy that which is communicated. Why? Because it cannot get you to die. That means every hit you took, you bleed God. Every moment you were slapped, you bleed God. It's not those who bleed. It's those who know where to bleed. Okay. Let me, you just said something. You just said something. The antichrist spirit will always make you go away from not bleeding. <sighs> Listen, the antichrist spirit will always take you away from getting to a place of bleeding, which means dying or being crucified. Now, thing, what's interesting about this is this, and this is connected to the God of belly or the God of desire. Sometimes what the God of belly makes us assume that we're being crucified because we took too long to make a decision. And then when we make the decision, we think that the decision is the crucifixion. The, de the decision is not the crucifixion. The crucifixion is actually dying to your will and remaining in what God told you to do. What happens is we spend more time dying to make the decision. Should I do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? So then by the time we get to that place of making a decision, we make the decision and then we think we've paid the price. The decision is not paying the price. The decision is hanging on the cross. Well, you just <laughs> so watch this. We think that the crucifixion was making finally the choice to go to a new thing or to leave a place or to uh, get this new thing. No, you just made the choice. You finally made the choice to do the new thing. That's not the crucifixion part. It's that's the obedience part. The crucifixion will leave you to stay in a thing. Not just make the decision of the thing. So watch this. So what we're experiencing now is we think that the crucifixion or dying to this thing is experiencing a new thing. So there's a new level and there's a new glory. And there's, so so we never you finish the old, the new thing you because we're so. busy going to the new thing within the new thing. So it's always new thing upon new thing upon new thing. Will somebody please stick around and really finish out the new thing so that the new thing becomes the old thing and then you can enter into a new thing? But what we're doing is the new thing into the new thing into the new thing. And what we think is that, that we're paying the price is basically shifting. The shifting, we, shifting is not the new thing. Uh, shifting is not the crucifixion staying and dying in the old thing and finishing what God has started in that thing, that, that is the real crucifixion. But this is the, that's why, watch this. I am so glad that that's why everything leads to the cross, not just carrying it. Every, everything, the cross that you carry leads to the crucifixion. Not to carrying a cross and then giving that up and taking another cross and then giving that up and getting a new thing. No, Correct. the cross leads you straight mm. to your crucifixion. But mm. the God of belly 
will always want to make you cast off the cross and just get another cross. And then as long as I don't go to that place of crucifixion. So I'll have one spiritual mother and then jump to another spiritual mother. I'll be in one <laughs> covering and then jump to another covering and then jump to a whole new thing. And then everything is this place of desire because the Holy Spirit told me. Go ahead, jump in from there. Well, Dad, you said a lot here. And, and, and because Jesus said this, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So the kingdom is God and from God and for God, but there's a righteousness. There's a character, right? The, the issue, the issue that we're having is when Jesus said, dealing with the law, he said, I will not break it, but I will fulfill it. Let all righteousness with that, with the baptism, let all righteousness be fulfilled. So usually when we jump from place to place to place, we're breaking faith with righteousness. So eventually our integrity is broken by your testimony by the trail of your testimony your integrity is already broken so now the devils and demons are already ready to say oh we got somebody to occupy they don't fulfill righteousness we got one that we can use who we can use them on the practical side of right so they're not being righteous to be holy they're being righteous just to do what's right to be seen for doing what's right because they don't want to they want to protect their image and the god of their belly has to be protected because it's about self-preservation now yes. watch this watch this they will do what's right to preserve themselves but not to die to themselves mm. now there is a pro come on watch this there is a there's a pro there's a process to this though dad jesus said deny yourself why because self is the gasoline of hell Self is the gasoline of hell. The exalting of self is the gasoline. Lucifer exalted himself. Come on. Above all that he knew and thought was God. He exalted himself. The same for reprobates. They exalt themselves. They, 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 they ignore the truth. They, they discard the truth so that they can exalt themselves. And God said, the more you exalt yourself, then I might as well just remove myself from your memory. I'm going to remove myself from your recollection. If you want to exalt yourself, let self go up but self will fall. Now watch this. Watch this. So the exalted of self, he said, deny yourself. Then he says, pick up your cross. Like you said, pick up your cross. I'm going to pick you back. Pick up your cross and it leads to a crucifixion. But watch this. You cannot even enter into following Christ without a cross. So how am I a Christian who looks like Christ when I have not discovered the power of that cross? The relationship of that cross. The, watch this. Jesus was beat before the. See, this is see, this is the thing. Jesus was tested. See, you got to look at this process. Jesus was baptized with the Holy Spirit. He was brought in. He was born in the Spirit, born again. That's the stage. He developed from carnality to becoming a mature believer. Thirty years. He began to. Then he was baptized, identified as a the Christian. Right. That's the Christian phase right there as Christ. Boom. He went to he went through the process and Jesus walked as a fivefold leader as a prophet. He said a prophet's not counted in his whole hometown. He operated as an apostle. He operated as an evangelist. He operated in different areas. Then all of a sudden, when the anointing came, he was going to operate as the Christ, as the Christ, because he needed to be the Christ to break the yoke of Satan in his kingdom. So he was developing this momentum to get into a resurrected life. The same thing that we go through today, Dad, when we carry our cross, we enter into another dimension of following him. I can't follow him until I finish 
carrying the cross. Where did we follow him into? He went all the way into the next, he went into his death, the crucifixion, but after that, that's resurrection power. I believe there's a position where you carry your cross until you complete it. Mm. Mm. And the and the Laodicean church was deficient of that. Jump into that. The Laodicean church. We were, we were talking about that right before we jumped on about the Laodicean church. Uh, their inability to be able to distinguish that they were actually in the most desperate need of a touch from the glory. But they did not think that they needed to be. Go ahead. Jump into that. Because that was. Okay. So, so, so dealing with relativity, I'm going to have to talk about where we are right now uh, as a church. We're in a post-truth culture. So what that means is the Laodicean is in a post-truth culture. That means we're now telling people, well, my experience is my experience. Your experience is your experience. Is We're all loving the Lord. We're all serving God. But the problem is what happens when your experience is defying the Bible, but right. you still choose your experience over, over the word of God. So over time, you begin to now God doesn't force us. So he says, okay, I'll let you walk. I'll let you do what you're going to do. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. So what happens is after time, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Hear my voice in today and do not harden your hearts. Every time we shut down the voice of the Holy Spirit, a part of our heart is hardened. Same thing with Pharaoh. The, every time Moses came in, he spoke on behalf of God. Pharaoh said, no, harden. Pharaoh said, no, harden. Then at the end of that, it said, well, God hardened his heart. God didn't harden his heart. God allowed his heart to stay hardened because the gift of God is repentance. The gift of God is God allowing you to turn around from what's getting ready to come down the pipe. So the right. thing is, the Laodicean church is so enamored with their image or their experience because the Bible says that their experience caused them to feel that they were rich. They were wealthy. They were the prestige. They were the ones that God was looking for, the ones without spot or wrinkle, right? They, they had this image where Jesus would literally say that they would turn you over during a time of persecution. They would turn you and I over and think they've done God a service. We're seeing this today. They're coming to churches. They're coming to ministries. They're slapping you in your face. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And then they're saying, well, the Lord, I'm doing this on behalf of the Lord. The Lord showed me to do this. Or God told me to do this. And this is because they have a God of the belly. When the Bible tells us that God tells us, pray for your enemies. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Love one another. Love, do good to all, especially those in the household of faith. So the church of Laodicean had so been soaked in a place of no measurement. And it's all in the name. Notice every church in Revelations, it says the church in Ephesus. The church in Smyrna. The church in Philadelphia. But when it gets to Laodicean, it says the church of. The mm. Mm. Jesus still called it a church, but it had a different culture. Mm. Jesus, Jesus still called it a church that, but it had a different culture. And what Jesus was saying was, if you break down the word, laos means people and decision means decision. So it was a church of the people's decision. In <laughs> other words, it was the God of the belly who was keeping the church lukewarm. Mm. Wait. Well, hey. Listen, and that is the reason why Jesus said, I'm going to vomit you out. You out of my life. Now, I'm going to vomit you out. I'm going to disconnect you from the belly situation. Go ahead, man. Okay, now watch it. You just said something. 
when I said something earlier about cultures and us being under the tradition of the elders and they told them to wash their hands and if they didn't wash their hands, they were defiling themselves. But watch this. I need everybody to hit the share button. It's going to get crazy. When Jesus said, I'm going to vomit you out, Jesus already spoke about this and he said, he said, he said, it's not what goes into a man, but what comes out of a man, right, that defiles them. Literally, Jesus cannot be defiled because he's the one who has the power to purify. But whatever he throws up, whatever he doesn't receive or ingest is no longer a part of him. Mm. When you throw up, you discard that which is affecting you from functioning or, or affecting you. Come on. When, when I throw up, there's something in my gut that's affecting me that my body automatically says you need to eject this or things are going to go wrong. Mm. And, so there's somebody, and there's somebody watching me right now. The pandemic, the Holy Spirit has allowed mm. a, of a, a sequence of events that have transpired in your life to ultimately lead to one thing. He is trying mm. to disconnect you from your connection to your belly to your passions, to your desires, to your own thinking, to your own five senses. And he's trying to get you to a place where you have total dependence really on the word of God, on the Holy Spirit and accountability by the Ecclesia with you able to actually be held accountable for the way you think. Because unfortunately for the last couple of years, you have not and the Holy Spirit has given you space to think about what you've been thinking about and what you've been thinking about has been dictated by your own appetites, by your own passions. And after a while, your stomach your stomach has been conditioned to eat and to act and to intake a certain diet, and that type of diet has become now the voice of the Lord. And notice that half of the decisions that many of you have been making the last couple of years have been in the name of the Holy Spirit, but you done forgot that last year you said the Lord told me this was my church, but this year the Holy Spirit told you the time to go and other stuff. How the Holy Spirit is schizophrenic within six months? You just done said, you my dad, you my mama, this is my tribe. And then next year, God told you to keep going. Did you catch it? You done forgot that the Holy Spirit was the one that told you that this is the place to be. This is the decision to go. This is the city I want you in. And now, now the Holy Spirit done told you, get up and move. And the Holy Spirit told you, the Holy Spirit. No, I think at this point, the Holy Spirit has been trying to disconnect you from your belly because he absolutely loves you and he wants you to be make the right decisions and you have no time to waste. So God has been separating you and that's why you've been having stomach troubles in the spirit. You've been having, you've been having stomach troubles. You've been having stomach troubles in the spirit. Why? Because he's been disconnecting you to that God of belly of that God of your own passions. And now, now you've really been hearing clearly. You've really been seeing clearly and be able to decipher the writing on the wall and to interpret what the Holy Spirit is authentically telling you to do to say why because now based on the last couple of months we really are have accelerated and are living in the actual last days we are really in the last yes. of the last yep. days yep. and i want to tell everybody that's watching me you need, to, you need to surrender that thing and allow mm -hmm. the lord to completely 
separates you from the belly that's trying to get you to be self-preserved. And now God is saying, I want you to self-die. I want you to die to your will. I want you to die to your flesh. I want you to die to my purpose. I want you to die to my plan, my pursuits, and completely surrender to the will of God. Well, you know, I want to I want to piggyback and prophesy. Um, I believe that in this season, precious saints, yeah, God is actually clearing out the earwax. God is clearing out the earwax because the spirit of prophecy is ready to start bulging through you. Many of you are waiting on a breakthrough, but God is saying, I've been trying to break out. There are areas that he needs to disconnect in order for him to break out. He's on the inside of you. His speech is on the inside of you. His flow is on the inside of you. And um, the Lord is saying, you know, sometimes in different culture, this church culture, it's not okay to go with the flow, but you're going to have to create a, a kingdom river. You're going to have to learn how to stay in the river. The river has a process. You go from ankle to knees to, to waist to where you're overwhelmed. God is bringing you into a place of overwhelming. He said, I'm going to accelerate your process. Process, but I got to disconnect the umbilical cord to that gut. I've got to disconnect you. I got to cut off those things that are holding you back, the juices that are still flowing. Do you know when people are born, they have to, that cord has to be cut so they can live their own life. They can have their own digestive system. And God is saying, I've been trying to bring you back into the place where you belong. There, he said, I know they helped you. I know they shifted you. I know they served you. But the Lord is saying, listen, my word will serve you better. My spirit will serve you better. God is bringing people back to the place of where you're going to really be able to hear from the Lord. I, there's somebody right now. There's somebody right now. There's a wrestling in your spirit. God called you to where he called you. The fight that you're going to fight is not demons. You got to fight the call of the place where God placed you. It's like Abraham. Abraham wanted to run when a famine came. Isaac wanted to run when a famine came. The minute they left the place where they were called, their character shifted. They were no longer, they were lying. They were doing all kinds of things. You're saying, I'm trying to break this characteristic. I'm trying to break this addiction. I'm trying to break this thing. God is saying, get back under the counsel of his voice, get out of the counsel of what feels good. Listen, maturity is when the natural senses are separated from the spiritual senses. Mm. You can't let the chills affect your spiritual sight. You can't let the chills or what's hitting your body, what's cutting your body, affect where God has taken you. There, the spirit of the Lord is going to take you beyond your chills, beyond. See, watch this. The Bible says that if God, if the presence of God, you don't even feel it in a place, God is still existing in you. Right. We've got to get to a dimension, uh, Dad, where we get beyond. Yeah, we're going to feel the chill. We're going to feel the fire of God. But see, watch this. The things that we experience are based on the things we see by faith. If right. we can't see it in the spirit, if we can't get that, the thing that is invisible, then how do we create something that's visible when the Bible says that's the principle? Mm. That all of the created things are from the things that are invisible. Mm. Shout out. Listen. You might be asking yourself, where do I start with this God of belly and, and what is the solution? I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you. There is only one weapon that completely deactivates and obliterates the God of belly. And it's fasting, fasting. Fasting will confront Come the on. God of belly head 
on and the Lord is calling many of you on a fast. And I'm not talking about just fasting from TV, fasting from that. That's all included in that. There is a weapon given mm -hmm. to you. The, watch this. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So obviously, watch this, watch this. Watch this, watch this. If my eye causes me to sin, I cut it out. That's carnal. If my hand causes me to sin, I cut it off. That's still carnal. That's in the natural. But how do you get rid of your stomach if your stomach is making you sin? You can't cut out your stomach. You can't gouge out your stomach. Oh, that's but so you good. Could deprive your stomach. You could deprive your stomach. The answer is simple. If I'm lusting with my eye, Jesus said, cut out your eye. That's natural, right? That's still external. My hand is causing me to sin. Cut it off. My foot is causing me to sin. Cut it out. But if my stomach is causing me to sin, I can't gouge that out because I'm a die. So then what? So then how do you combat the body part of your belly that's causing you to sin? Fasting. Fasting. You deprive it. You break it. You subject it. And many of you have passed the test. Many of you have passed your eye test. You've passed your eye exam. You have passed your you have passed your hand exam. You even passed boot camp with this good all the time. You got handicapped people, special needs people doing, doing boot camp. And, but man, uh, how do you deliver when the body part that is keeping you bound is the belly? Is your belly? It is fasting. You need to fast. The Holy Spirit is telling you, you need to get on a fast. Now watch this. Oh, you're not going to like what I'm about to say. Listen, and this is not for those who have to take medication. This is something else. All right. You take your medication. All right. But watch this. This, this juice fast thing, you're still letting your belly control you in that. Oh, you ain't ready for that. Because when we say fast, you go, okay, I'll do a juice fast. I'll do a veggie fast. You're still allowing the belly to control the fast. Sometimes Jesus said, this kind doesn't come out but by dry fast. Sometimes you got to dry fast that thing. You can't give it not even a little bit of juice. You can't even get a little, you can't even allow it to get a little bit of Sometimes you got to go raw like Jesus. The Bible says Jesus fasted nothing for 40 days and 40 nights. And you got to get into that dry fast and allow the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to show you how to do that. And when you do that, you are, let me tell you something. I can survive on juice. Yeah, I can survive on veggies, but if you cut off my, if you cut off my supply of nutrients, maybe I can't survive. I can't survive. So fasting will break the bonds of wickedness 
and allowed the light of the noonday to shine forth. And that's what God is saying, I'm calling. And that's why the Bible says, let the ministers weep between the porch and the altar with fasting. And God says, perhaps the Lord will send the blessing. And I'm calling the ministers that are watching me. All right, you did the juice fast. You did the Daniel fast. You did the green fast. You did the morning breakfast fast. God is saying, now, if you want to authentically break and dismantle this God of the belly, baby, you got to starve that thing. You got to cut off all the nutrients. And I'm here. Will it be, will it be rough? Yeah. Why? Because the stomach will go into fat deposits for a season and, and still live off of that. But then after a while... Ain't got nothing else to live on. And guess what? You'll begin to lose the weight. Casting off all weight that holds you down. Hebrews chapter 12 says, cast off the weight that are holding you down. And run this race that is before you. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 is talking about fasting. When you say cast off the weight, it's fasting. It's fasting. Come on, son. Jump in there. Well, well you already know the revelation. We, we were bouncing around about fasting and dealing with the demonic. And we're dealing with a God here. So you got to have a degree of fasting. I mean, it's different than dealing with an imp or dealing with a moment or dealing with a decade of something, but this is a system. This God of the gut is a system. It's designed to be a principality. And so it requires, it's a God. It's a God. Remember I talked about that. Moses reached God status. Elijah reached God status. Jesus said, ye are God. You can reach a God status where, you know, your little anointing ain't gonna work in God status because Miriam was anointed, but Moses had God status. So Moses didn't have to say nothing. God dealt with Miriam without Moses being available, you know? And so it's because he reached God's status. But the thing is, is that I believe that this fast, and I'm in, I'm in agreement because I'm actually going to, I'm going to do mine too. But I want to put this in here too. Don't be trying to use mints to get by your gum. Leave the gum alone. Don't be trying to use the gum to get by. It's got to be dry. It's got to be dry. Amen. You don't even want the juices because they say uh, medically, if you put a mint in there, it's kind of like you've had a meal and it, it convinces the stomach. So they say no mints. They say no gum. Water, water. Yes. Once somebody says the water, you can do some water, ma'am. <laughs> we're not talking water. about legalism and we're not yeah, talking yeah. about fanatical uh, extreme fasting, but we are talking about bumping that thing up, upgrading, upgrading it to dismantle, to dismantle our, our passions. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. 
We have over a thousand members online, hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.